Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAB, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And together, Curtis and I will be here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. It's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. On this edition of the podcast, we are going to be talking about Big Blue Madness and all the pomp and circumstance that happened there, including the dunk contest, three-point contests. And I will rank the dancing from all the players and their intros And we are also going to discuss college football, specifically the SEC, and the chaos that was this weekend when Kentucky had a bye week. But let's start, Kyle, with madness. You were there. I was not. What was the atmosphere like? I mean, it was pretty standard. It was uh, packed packed out. And, uh, you know, I think people were pretty fired up. Um, I think what energized the crowd most probably it was you know in Calipari's speech he talked about a story that we I've written and, and we've talked about you know that and the big storyline kind of going into this year going into year 10 like how much longer can he do this and he, he even said like a lot of stories have been you know written in recent days about this being my 10th year and how how much gas does he have left in the tank and you know I'll be honest I thought 10 years was long enough but you know this team he said, makes him feel 30 again, makes him think he can go a lot longer. That got a rise out of people. I'm sure he knew that. But I think I also think it's true. Um, you know, and he made his standard r- recruiting pitch, uh, talking about, you know, that it takes a special kind of player to want this challenge and that he, he loves that this group all wanted this challenge. And saying that while Vernon Carey and a bunch of other five-star recruits are in the, in the stands, so – but, I mean, I, I think the atmosphere was pretty standard madness. You know, people were pretty worked up into a frenzy as the basket, you know, unofficial basketball kickoff. But, um, uh, you know, kind of an uneventful mad- madness in terms of, like, there was no Drake. There was no – I thought the – it was relatively low-tech um, compared to some in the past. They had the glow-in-the-dark, like, thunder sticks. But um, they had a video on the floor. But I don't know. I, it was madness. It was kind of – you seem kind of underwhelmed. Standard, I guess. I'm not really underwhelmed. I mean, it's always a big production, and I think fans were happy, but I'm sure recruits were impressed. But if you go to that thing year after year after year, I mean, it's it's really just uh, rinse and repeat. It's the same thing. Um, I think they would do well to maybe think about trying to spice it up in some way, like a total change of the format. Well, let's start but, uh, let's start spitballing here. Well, let's just go down this road. Let's take it to the end of the path, Kyle. How how are you going to spice it up? Where are you going to you going to move it? I mean, what what what's your plans here? I mean, if they wanted to do something really cool, they could put it in the football stadium, put a court out on the floor or out on the field. You know, it um, rain it can rain outside. I know. I know it can. I guess you'd have to have a contingency. Maybe you maybe you give out 24,000 tickets. And those people are guaranteed a spot in, in Rupp if you have to move it. But otherwise, just just make it a, you know, if that's if it doesn't rain, if there's no rain in the forecast and you proceed and just open the gates and have it in the football stadium. I don't know, something. Something different. Doing it, doing it in the football stadium in open air and try to set, like, some crazy record. I mean, I bet if they did, they, they could get 50,000 people to come to Madness. Yeah, I'm sure they could. But... I mean, if they told – if they told fans like we want to try to set a record, it's like anytime they try to do something like that, I think fans rise to the occasion. So, 
but it would be chaotic if they somehow it rained and you're trying to move it back to Rupp or whatever the scenario would be you kind of just laid out there i mean i'm, I'm we're just we're just talking I mean, it here would be guys chaotic. It, it would take a lot of logistics to have a backup plan for sure but i mean as a one as a one off thing i think i think go on go out and go all out and try to do that i don't know be fun you could do a you could have somebody parachute in a ball or something i don't know matthew mitchell instead of instead of dancing could just do a tandem parachute jump and and come flying into the stadium land on center court cuz i mean like even Matthew Mitchell's tired of the dance routine. Like he just did, he didn't, he's a, he did another very fine dance, but it was like the tamest one ever. He didn't dress up. He didn't uh, have it super choreographed. He just did a dance routine with the dance team. And I'm sure he's tired of having to like take, I I can't even imagine how, how many hours he works on those every year. And when you're a high level basketball coach, you probably would rather be spending your time doing something else. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it or anything. I just, I've seen it a gazillion times in a row now. I think every, you know, there's always a new set of fans that have never been and they're all excited. And, you know, I, I wanted to try to do something a little different in covering it. And I went and uh, climbed up to the back row of Rupp arena and interviewed a bunch of fans that were sitting on the very last row about why they were there and why they didn't care that it was a bad seat and how excited they were, were to be there. And, um, uh, I think all three of the people I talked to had never been to Madness. We had a little little eleven year old boy who was really excited, and sixty seven year old grandpa who brought his grandson, and and a guy who had twin daughters. He hadn't been to a, an actual game in the Calipari era. He said, "Just for a family of four, it's way too expensive." Um, but they were glad to be in the building, you know, and kind of be a part of it. So it's cool to those those folks, and so I'm sure it'll keep being a huge success and packed house every, every time. But uh, if you've seen it eight or nine or 10 times in a row, it gets a little old. Jaded Kyle Tucker, not even realizing <laughs> that he witnessed the first ever three point shooting contest for the men's basketball team. Right. Wasn't that a whole big thing? Yeah, no. I, and I was going to say like they, I, they did try a couple of new things. They had the dunk contest and they had the three point contest. I thought both of those dragged on a little bit. Um, not a little bit a lot a bit a lot a lot yeah they could have they should have removed a round from each of those those things they they got to tighten those up but the idea is good you know and they're it's good that they're thinking of doing something different i thought that was going to replace the scrimmage and i wish it had i wish that had been the (laughs) end of the basketball because that was and like that was the other piece of it i guess for me why if i sound like down on it a little bit uh I mean, that was the most half-assed scrimmage I've ever seen. And Calipari obviously thought so, too. I think they were going to play two halves of 10 minutes, and they played one half at, and with a minute to go. Calipari said, okay, I've seen enough, and like literally said that into the mic, and that was the end of it. Partially because I think he didn't want to kill the vibe for the recruits because it was so bad. Yeah. you don't. I mean, obviously they're not going to go try to defend each other with gusto, but <laughs> at one point I think it was Jamal Baker – Somebody drove and Jamal Baker dropped his hands to his side and turned sideways, like a, like an actual turnstile. It was just silly, and there's nobody gets anything out of that really. Um, so I think they're going down the right path, like tweaking some things, like have a can have a short, short and sweet. Get your best four three point shooters. We don't need the seven footers doing it. Like get your four best three point shooters. Have a semifinals and a final. Get your four best dunkers. You know get it done in a couple rounds and and move on thank everybody for coming have a musical act after like 
have a concert, even if it's a local band, just like do something after give people something for their time for coming out. But there's no reason to pretend like they're, you're giving them real basketball. You do that the next week at the, at the blue white scrimmage. You remember that one time when uh, Drake came to madness and said he was going to give a free concert and then never did. Yes. And never did. I yeah. normally, there's a, I, I tweeted out a video of him talking and there was this student at UK for the past two years, like every four months would quote tweet that tweet and tag Drake and say, still waiting. And I always, it always made me laugh. It was, <laughs> and that's really funny. I don't know whatever happened to Drake, uh, and that free concert. So I don't know. I guess who, I think you who, found like nine other his, teams to follow. Well, Probably got distracted. That's what I was going to say. Who's his latest? Isn't he well, was hanging out with Conor McGregor most recently, right? So he's been distracted yeah. by that. He might have gotten beaten up by all those, <laughs> those guys who beat up everybody in Connor's camp after oh, the fight. Yep. Um, Drake probably didn't want any part of that. All right, coming up next, I'm going to judge some dancing, and Kyle's going to talk fashion. Two things neither of us are qualified to do, but you know what? It's our podcast, so we're going to do it. But first, I wanted to let you guys know about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and even row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON. For $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'll have my individual rankings, which I did as they were coming out uh, when I was watching on TV, Kyle. The dances during the intro. Overall, though, comparatively to the other madnesses you've been to, how did you think the team danced during the intro? Pretty solid. Pretty solid. A couple, I mean, Brad Calipari completely punted on dan- dancing. Yeah. Pretty disappointed by that. Uh, I had the thought and tweeted it out during that thing. I think while Matthew Mitchell was dancing that, like, if Cal ever, oh lord! I mean, if you talk about wanting to do something different to like blow the roof off that place, if Cal ever came out and did like a actual like choreographed dance, I think the building would crumble in on itself. Yes. Um, I also don't think he's even capable of it, but um, I mean, I'll issue that as a challenge if <laughs> if he wants to prove me wrong but uh i think his daughter tweeted in response to me that his two metal hips will not allow it and that's probably true i I think he'd probably hurt himself pretty badly if he tried but cal didn't dance and brad cal didn't dance reed travis the noted old man on the team pretty much pulled an old man move He, he gave like a like a wiggle as he first walked out and sort of like a hand waved his hands around and then it was just, you know, high-fiving the crowd and, and walking the runway. He didn't, he wasn't, he, I don't think he's up on the latest dance moves given that he graduated high school in 1987. So, um, Manuel quickly, I think had the best of the, of the scholarship dances and yes. Johnny David on the whole team, probably Johnny David won the day. He was excellent. I thought. 
Yes. Real with quick. Old school routine. Did you? What the heck was on the hero? Um, uh, not hero. Keldon Kel- Johnson's Kel- head. Yeah, Keldon Johnson. Was that a mask? What was he doing uh, there? Like it looked like something out of like the Joker or something. Like uh, it looked like it was a green. It was a. It was like a green mask, or a mask with green X's for the eyes, but but like propped up on top of his head, and not pulled down over his face. Like I don't know if he thought he was gonna wear it when he came out and then realized he was on a skinny little walkway and that if he pulled it over his face, he'd probably fall off and hurt himself. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Keldon Johnson is a super weird guy. So <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to say. I thought Maybe it was, was, I thought it was either glow in the dark since like the lights are going in and out. I saw where it was green, but then when the, you know, when they flicked, I'm like, Oh no, that's not glowing in the dark. And then it kind of looked like a Hulk mask, but not really once you got a little closer to it. So it was just, I don't know. I was completely just confused by it altogether. Yeah, it felt like a prop that he was going to use and changed his mind, so I don't know. Here's my unofficial rankings, not in order of people, but these are out of 10, so I gave everybody a score. Zan Payne gets a 4. Ashton Higgins gets a 5.5. Keldon Johnson gets a 6, mainly because I was interested in the the mask or whatever the heck he had. Emmanuel quickly nine out of ten, as you mentioned, he's the was he was a phenomenal dancer. He was just cutting it up. Tyler Hero gets a three because he tried to use cool sunglasses and then just didn't do anything else. So that's not cool. E.J. Montgomery gave a solid effort. I gave him a seven. Jamal Baker also played cool guy. He gets a three. Quade Green gets a six. He threw back to the shades, and plus Quade's my guy. So Nick Richards seven because who gave Nick Richards a t-shirt cannon? I don't know if that's like something. No, this isn't Nick specific, but giving any player a t-shirt cannon would seem kind of dangerous to me, Kyle. After we saw a mascot shoot himself in the crotch with one, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I want my my uh, star players handling one of those machines. They can they can hurt somebody. Yeah, I mean uh, that was an odd choice, and I don't know if that was something he had planned or if he just saw it and picked it up. We need to get some more information on how Nick Richards came to possess the T-shirt cannon. Brad Calipari, yes. three, as you mentioned, played too cool for school. Um, and Reed Travis, I give a four because he tried to do a little bit something, but it wasn't much of anything. And then finally, out of ten points, Johnny David gets 17. He teased yeah. it in the media day session about he was like I'm gonna do a, I got a little something I'm gonna thinking about doing I don't know if I'm gonna do it or not well he went out there did the Carlton dance just crushed it everybody loved it and now Johnny David will go down in history like that'll be an all time thing Kyle and I don't know if if you're a walk on Kentucky make go make a fool of yourself you're not gonna lose yeah. people are gonna just love it yeah I mean if I were a, if I were if I were a walk on or if I were a, one of the lesser heralded guys i would take that as my moment to uh to shine and johnny david did he's and, great I, I mean he's got a i, I think he he's got a, a future if he wants to like get into tv or something i think he's pretty he's got a pretty good personality he plays a he, he the the little video he did where he pretended to uh be making a nba announcement yes. that featured quad a green was pretty good i mean he's he's uh he's got some personality that's important Mm-hmm. I mean, we we want our walk-ons to in college basketball. We want them to be characters, you know, have the be the guys doing the crazy celebrations on the sidelines and all that. Hopefully, Johnny David will take that responsibility seriously this season and and uh, have some fun with it. In the words of Spider Man, 
and I forgot what the heck he says about responsibility, but that saying, whatever it is, with great with power, great power comes yes. great responsibility. <laughs> with great I don't power, Spider Man that says that. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is, but I, I think that originated elsewhere. Nah, anyway, Spider Man came up with that. So, Kyle, you were on the blue carpet, and I'll just put it like this: you called Reed Travis an old man. I'll go super old man. What the heck were those boys wearing? Yeah, I mean, like Tyler Hero, he had like rose-colored like John Lennon glasses, and uh, there was a lot of skinny jeans. Uh, there were a lot of high-water pants. There's like a lot of weird stuff. Was it Ashton Hagens that had the like old throwback, like starter bold looking New York Knicks shorts? Yes, yes, it those was. are cool. Actually, I like those. I mean, but what a weird thing to wear in that situation. Yeah. Like I think I tweeted, like, I think it was Johnny David. He, he was just in like <laughs> slacks and a hoodie or something. I mean, he was like a normal person and he had this look on his face in the picture UK tweeted out that was like, wait, we were all supposed to wear something <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I'm joking because like, I have no fashion sense really clearly not uh, any like, youthful fashion sense so uh i'm sure that's what all the kids are wearing these days and good for them uh and they're of, all they're all they're everybody wants to go to the nba and those guys are all ready for it in that regard because nba players wear the weirdest stuff on earth russell westbrook you know these dudes wearing suits with short pants you know whatever uh, i think it, i think i think uh the idea is like the richer you are or are going to be uh, the more absurd thing you can get away with wearing. So, What I'm interested in is the fact that, well, actually, I got two things. One, apparently denim as a jacket or a shirt is back. And I didn't think that would be happening at any point in my lifetime. We used to... Yeah, uh, it's like uh, it's like Justin Timberlake uh, in his early days when he was dating Britney Spears. He There's a fairly famous picture of him, just like every item of clothing he's wearing is denim. And I guess that's... Uh, that's cool again. Yeah, it's weird because, let's see, E.J. Montgomery had a denim jacket on. Tyler Hero had one. Brad Calipari had half a denim jacket on. The other half was, I don't know what the heck this jacket was. I'm looking at a picture. It, it might be denim, but it's a black. I, Brad Calipari wears some crazy stuff, and he's got like a flannel hat, uh, hoodie on underneath and then a Yankees cap. But I did like, and I don't know if this is red carpet, Something that you know belongs there, but Keldon Johnson had like a NASA jacket on or something crazy. I got, that was kind of cool, but then he had weird pants on. Yeah, I don't even remember. I just know that my pants are way too long to be fashionable. Yeah, I've, and you can't wear socks. Like those two That's things right. are kind of crazy to me. But I guess we'll we might get it right one point. Well, eventually, Kyle, I guess fashion will come back to where. It Whatever is we're this, wearing. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works, right? <laughs> yeah, 20 years from now, what I'm wearing today will be cool again. Yeah, and I'll still be wearing the same stuff, so we'll still be good. All right, uh, that's all the madness coverage we got for you. We did. Well, we should mention. I think oh, we didn't. I think we should mention the PJ winning the dunk contest. Oh, of course, yes. He was impressive. Uh, you know, a cool moment, which would have been cooler if he were able to do some cooler dunks. He had some trouble. But Tyler Hero, they huddled around him, and he emerged from the huddle having pulled on an, a throwback Rex Chapman jersey during the dunk contest. That was cool. But the other notable thing, really, is that Hero and um, 
quickly ended up in the finals of the three-point contest, and it came down to the final shot. They both shot it really well. But quickly, you know, I knew this and have said this a lot. When people talk about – people have criticized my projected starting lineup. If Quickly's the guy off the ball, they don't have enough shooting. Like, he's a, he's a good three-point shooter, and he had 18 of 25 threes uh, in the final round. Um, which I thought was interesting, a little bit notable, because he, he really can shoot it, and I think they'd prefer to have his length and his defense, and if he can shoot it that well, then it negates the fact that, you know, Quad A Green or whoever else is a better three-point shooter, because quickly I think is the best, the best, the, the second best all-around guard they have after Ashton Hagen. So. You are really hung up on uh, this starting lineup that you projected and got some criticism for. You keep referencing it. No, man. not hung up, but I mean, people, like I got, so, I've gotten such like strong, like it, it was. It, I think it's just surprised me that it was just like such a strong, like you're insane. Quade Green is going to start. And I'm like, I, I mean, I just don't, I don't get that idea, um, and that they don't, and the idea that they don't have enough shooting if, if uh, quickly is the is the two guard because I think they will. That's all. All right, Kyle, just keep beating that drum. I will. If you. Want to watch some TV? The best way to do it is with Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. My favorite thing now on Sundays after I finish watching my Bengals is to turn on ESPN Red Jordan channel, which I get on my Sling TV package. Are you sick of paying for a bunch of channels you never watch? Here's what you do. You go to Sling TV. For 30 bucks a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Network, and a bunch more. It's the best way to watch college football. Stream on your big screens and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you want, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a 7-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. 7 days for free, you got nothing to lose. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. You are Locked On Kentucky. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kyle, speaking of that college football we were watching on Sling TV, what a wild week. Crazy week. A crazy week. It was uh, a bunch of top 10 teams lost, a bunch of ranked teams lost, and a bunch more got taken like to the absolutely to the wire. We had uh, number two Georgia, number six West Virginia, number seven Washington, number eight Penn State, number 16 Miami, and number 24 Auburn all lost to unranked opponents or teams ranked at least 10 spots lower. Uh, And then you had number five, Notre Dame, number 10, Central Florida, number 14, Florida, and number 23, South Florida, uh, all trailed unranked teams in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it was like, I think, widely projected to be kind of a boring day of college football, and it turned out to be a really, really interesting one. You know, and notable, too, because Georgia losing – uh, to LSU and really kind of getting dominated opens things up a lot because now if Georgia beats Florida in their annual rivalry game, Florida will have two losses. Florida's been on a nice run. They came from behind and, and kind of ran away from Vanderbilt after being down big early. Florida's been on a good run, but if Georgia now beats Florida, Florida will have two losses. Georgia will have one like Kentucky, and Kentucky could even lose another SEC game say at Missouri maybe is the one people are looking at before that Georgia meeting and still have that game be to decide the East basically. I mean, the SEC East is, is still in play very much in play more so now than it ever was. 
for Kentucky. And so that's interesting. And, and then if you want to play kind of the the what-if game, and I know this one hurts Kentucky fans, but if they just find a way to pull that overtime game out at Texas A&M, they're a top-10 team today. Although we mentioned all those top-10 teams losing. Kentucky was, what, 13th when they lost? Mm-hmm. They'd be in the top-10 today, and they would be alone in first place in the SEC East. And even so, they're in a, they're in a great spot. Yeah, as we were recording this, on Sunday, the coaches poll came out and Kentucky was 17th. AP poll not out at this point, so Kentucky solidly in the top 20 going into the matchup against Vanderbilt. Kyle, slight tangent, but it's related to this topic. Do you believe in the phrase, control your own destiny? I mean, I it's kind of annoying, but I mean, it. it as with a lot of those things that people hate, uh, it at least conveys the idea, you know, succinctly. Like, you, everybody gets, like, what the yeah. point of that is. And, but it, it's kind of silly. It's nothing about destiny. Just, like, take, you know, take care of business. Get your <laughs> – you, if you win, you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess to explain it in, in better – in a better way takes a lot more words. So Yeah, that's one of those things, and I'm with you, it's – it's similar in my mind to when people get mad about talk about. In all honesty, I was joking about it on this morning when I was on the Sunday morning sports talk show here we do locally. And I did it online because an account that I don't particularly find funny said it. So I replied that that's impossible. You don't control destiny. But for the most part, when people say it, I don't. it doesn't really bother me. And I was kind of doing a bit where it got brought up literally three times today by callers who were calling in. And so every time I'd be like, that's impossible. Just because it was kind of, you know, a funny deal because it got happened so much. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have nothing more to add to the talk, the, the control your own destiny debate. On the next podcast, we'll be talking about the Mark Stoops press conference by week. We didn't talk a ton of football, Kyle. What are some of the things you're probably looking forward from the Kentucky football team when they face Vandy. Just real quick, and then we'll talk a bunch more football later this week. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I would expect, I'm looking to see if and expect uh, them to get the running game uh, going again. Vanderbilt got lit up by Florida on the ground on uh, on Saturday. That's an area that Benny Snell, you know, is surely – feeling like he's got some uh, atonement to do. Not atonement, but I think he's he was frustrated. He only got 13 carries in that Texas A&M game, and everybody knows he didn't get a touch in overtime. He Had didn't. a really pedestrian – what's that? He didn't? Yeah. Had a really pedestrian day uh, running the ball. I, I think they'll get back on track. Vanderbilt gave up uh, 292 rushing yards. Uh, that seems Florida, like a lot. Two one, yeah, two one hundred yard rushers in that game. Both P Ryan and Scarlett uh, ran for over a hundred yards. I think that's going to be an area where Kentucky will will get back, get it back together. Georgia had two hundred nineteen yards rushing on Vanderbilt the week before. Um, I, I I think that's. The biggest thing I'm looking for, because I think that that'll be this kind of the secret to success there, is just that's where Vanderbilt is weak, um, and that's where Kentucky is strong, and I think they'll get back to doing what they do best and just run the ball and 
maybe take some pressure off Terry Wilson after he took a kind of took a you know some abuse I think for his performance in that uh, Texas A&M game. Yeah. South Carolina ran for two seventy three on Vanderbilt. I'm kind of going through their their games here. If you're sensing a trend, that's a all the SEC teams they played have just run all over them. Notre Dame ran for two hundred and forty five yards on Vanderbilt. So. There we uh, go. That'll be. I, I believe Benny and company will get back in business in that game. He is Kyle Tucker. Follow him on Twitter at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. I'm on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. Be sure to be following at Locked On UK and find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast and then share it with somebody else who would enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon.